Welcome to the official uh, catch-up today. I've got Alan Mackay of uh, Tallcross Thistle, uh, who play in the Lovian and Edinburgh EFA Saturday uh, Premier Division. How are you doing, Alan? I'm good, mate. How are you keeping? Yeah, uh, getting there. Obviously, we're, we're, we're doing different sort of interviews. And uh, the reason I've got you on, Alan, is because I really wanted to know how all this is affecting the amateur game. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of talk being made about, you know, even even league clubs struggling, non-league. Uh, how has it affected you guys? Um, well, we're quite fortunate, mate. The way that we operate is um, the players are play a monthly sub. Um, so, they, they, you know, they've been paying up to, to March. We've put a, a stop on it now. But we, we pay a monthly rental, which, you know, our rentals are like Edinburgh Leisure. So, thankfully, they've been extremely supportive of us and, and I'm sure all the other teams that I've got leases with them. So, you know, we have our training slot there and our home games um, and they're, they've put a freeze on all payments. So for that point of view, it's fine. Um, so financially, we're okay. I think, it, you know, obviously the bigger clubs of, you know, the employee staff for, you know, for, for low and league and stuff, they've got players on salaries and stuff like that. So it's, it, it's a different kind of impact. I think the main impact that we'll have is keeping people interested you know, if, if how long this goes on, yeah, uh, and ultimately as well, you've got people that are you know have lost their jobs out of this. So when you know when it's safe to to play football, they're probably going to have to be playing catch up in terms of working. So whether it's employed by a company, self employment, I think that'll be the main struggle that you know I think most amateur teams will have. Have you heard anything from the Scottish Amateur Football Association? Is there is there any word being said? I know you've you've uh, you've been talking to them and chatting away, obviously, uh, from your point of view, uh, well, your club's point of view. <laughs> I think we're um, we're probably a little, a little bit biased. We want in the, the you know the games to go. We're getting to the Scottish Cup semi final, so I mean we we've touched base with with the, the, the other three clubs that are in the semi finals, and they're of the same opinion as us. Whether you know this gate that you know these semi-final matches can be played May, June, July, August. It doesn't matter. We feel like they need to get played. You know to get to this stage of competition, a national competition, and for it not to be played would be, you know, catastrophic. When you think about it, you know these could be finished within a week. You know you could have both semi-finals on a Saturday, and then the final the following week or midweek. You know you would find a way. Um, but in terms of start date how things are going to happen it's it's so up in there because I mean if you look at from internally you know from Leifer's point of view you know you look at the Premier League you've got ourselves Sandys Meadowbank Trenent Edinburgh South Fix who can mathematically win the league so you know it's one of those ones that you're, you're kind of stuck and I think for for Oven Edinburgh Amateur it's going to be extremely difficult um, how they, they do it. Then you've got multiple cup competitions. Now, they are at the latter stages of the cups. So again, some of the cups are at final, quarter-final stages and stuff. So, you know, if you were to get started again, sort of May, June, you could effectively get it going. And, you know, you could you could even, if it goes later, you could say, July, do we just use it as a pre-season? And then it's a more structured pre-season to what we would have normally. Um, but it's so, it's so up in the air. And I think, like, the messages that we're getting from the SAFA and LIFA is that we would like to continue when it's safe to do so, but at the same time, time may be against us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do you worry for some, obviously you said uh, Tollcross are, are in, a, in a good position, but do you worry about some other teams? Uh, we've obviously seen 
some of the teams this season, uh, even before the coronavirus, uh, pulling out the leagues and stuff. Yeah, totally. Like it's it's quite difficult, and you know, I think generations are changing. You know, I mean, I'm only only 34, but I mean, my priority was work during the week, go to training, whatever night of the week that was, a game on a Saturday, and that was like the priority of the week. You know, it was exciting, and you would juggle everything else to make sure you get to games, but. You know, people's circumstances are changing. And I mean, you know, you look at for a fellow point of view, we're having a really good season, but we've still got younger players that that weekend away with the boys are, you know, the the excuses are different. There's other things have taken priority over football. And I think yeah. if we're having that, where we've, you know, we've got a high success rate of winning games at the moment. Um, if we're having that, how, how do the teams find it when they're maybe not winning games or, you know, then the commitment levels drop and, and that maybe has a domino effect on even your more committed players and stuff. So, I mean, we've had a few teams drop out early for this season. Um, even one just recently in our league with Penn Caitlin, well-run team, good set-up, you know, great bunch of guys and they just couldn't get the commitment. And there comes a point where, like, they were having to give up games, uh, you know, and just give the tie, But which seems fine. And, you know, the team that they were playing get a 3-0 win. But if that's late in the day, then it's a cost to the the team that they're pulling out against it's it's a cost to them having to pay that you know it, it's a, just a snowball effect to just rubbish for the guys that are running the teams because it's it's a thankless task at times you know yeah yeah are you keeping up with the lads obviously with your probably whatsapp groups and and whatnot yeah. how are they getting on <laughs> yeah yeah so we've got like um a, a sort of chat that we, we keep I mean the players all have their own one where they can slaughter me and my coach you know for not picking them <laughs> at the weekend but you know we've got a, a sort of formal one where we, we keep up to date see what everyone's doing and, and just keep relaying the messages I mean for, for our point of view for mine and my, my coach Sean Cobain we're just saying to players stay safe if you can get a chance to go out whether it's you know go for a walk get your run in if it's take the dog for a walk you know but stick to the guidelines because the last thing you want it's all good keeping fit try to do a wee bit extra but you're told to stay in, you don't catch, you know, catch this virus and it floors you, you're back to square one anyway. So you're as well just sort of just sticking to the, the rules that are in place and just, you know, it's like they keep saying, the, you know, the quicker everyone sticks that, the, the quicker we might get some normality back. So, um, yeah, that, that you know, that's the kind of thing for our players. They seem to be challenging each other to who's doing the best distances in the quickest time. So it's, uh, you know, that's good. But I'm sure there'll be a few of them that are just enjoying the takeaways. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's your team, if you don't mind me asking, uh, Alan? Do you support a, a Premiership team or anything like that? <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I'm a heart supporter from oh, the right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's yeah. funny, I, I, was, I, I thought of asking you that because I was like, I'm, the area I was thinking, you either be probably hearts or hips. So, um, right. obviously, a difficult one for yourself, mate. Uh, but what, what do you think uh, should happen if, if football can't continue? Um, Obviously, from a heart point of view, you would hope that they don't get relegated. But at the same time, they probably deserve to. You know, they've been absolutely atrocious this season. Um, I think everybody from the outside in can see that it's been awful recruitment. Um, and obviously, Craig Levine gets the, the biggest slack for that. Um, you know, he gets it tight. You know, social media, press, etc. And don't get me wrong, he has to pick up a lot of the blame. But at the same time, you know, Hearts are quite a fortunate club. They've got quite a big recruitment network. You know, the, you know they're quite and told a few agents and stuff so the blame has to kind of get shuffled about you know it's they've signed players on paper they should be fine I mean I think like I heard somebody saying I've heard I've seen someone writing about it on Twitter it was actually a Hibs fan that said if you look at the Hearts team 
compared to other squads in like the SPL, if that was your team on like a FIFA or a Pro Evolution Soccer, the ratings would be relatively high. You know, because yep. on paper they're a decent side, but for whatever reason, I mean, they're they're abysmal. Like they're one of the heart, worst Hearts teams I've watched. Um, and you know, I've seen some bad Hearts teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my, my stepdad's a, a massive Hearts fan, eh? and uh, I've not really spoken to him recently because uh, <laughs> my brother has uh, special needs, un- unfortunately, and like he's right. in lockdown with like my gran and uh, and stuff. Eh? So, uh, oh, it's, it's mental, isn't it? And uh, uh, another question uh, I'm obviously interested to hear. Um, yeah. Uh, even for this, I've, I've kind of noticed that um, I, I'm kind of in a good position because of the, what we do with the catch-up. Uh, that there is a few amateur teams such as yourself that we sort of get to know a wee bit about that we probably didn't yes. before. Um, what's it been like this season um, with obviously increased charges for facilities and stuff? Is it pricing out a lot of the amateur team? I, I think that'll go back to what I was saying, you know, like the players maybe not want to commit to it as much. Um, you know, like our guys, we, we pay a monthly sub. It's, um, it's like £29 a month mm-hmm. and that covers... Our training, which we train at Megatland uh, facility, home games are mostly at Sockton, although we are in the process of trying to move to Peffermill, um, which would then result in an, an increased um, sub, which we've, we've spoke about and and we're happy to do it. Um, but at the same time, it's you know it's a hard one because we all want to play on like a, a lovely grass pitch, which isn't possible here because you've got the maintenance costs. So the next best thing is, can we play on the best three or four G pitch that's available? Now, you know, you, you've got Peffer Mill, which is fantastic, and that's £120 a game. Um, and then, you know, we've played a couple of games at Orium, which is, again, an amazing pitch, amazing setup that they've got for Heriot Watt. That's £155 a game. That's, that's a lot, lot of money, a lot of money. Um, well, that's the thing, mate. And, you know, like, we, we like to think that we've got a, you know, a good setup and we, we look after our finances and, we do our own little fundraisers like last man standings and stuff. But at the same time, you know, it's always so much it could cover. I mean, if, if we were to move, you know, for example, if we move to Peffer Mill, which is a plan, you know, our subs are going to probably go up to about, I think I think we spoke it, I think we agreed on about £33 a month, which is fine if somebody's working and, you know, they've got, you know, the sort of disposable income. Mm-hmm. But obviously, ultimately, you've got other guys that have got young families. And, and again, the knock-on effect could be, that you know, if they've not been working during this break, can they justify paying thirty three pound a month to play football, or would they rather work on a Saturday, whatever they may be? It could be a tradesman, it could be retail, whatever it may be, and make X amount of money. You know, so it's, it, it it could be quite difficult. You know, like I'm saying, the pay for mill things are goer, but we might have to put that you know to a halt. So we just need to really see. Uh, yeah, and and. As I said, I've been sort of keeping up with amateurs through the catch-up. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I need to get down to an amateur game, actually, but I'm, I'm usually on a Saturday. Uh, if likes of yourself, I'm usually at a Lone game. But, no, I, I think you guys are unsung heroes in a lot of ways. Uh, the, the work you do, it's, it's pretty much, you know, like to yourself, you're the secretary, you're the gaffer, you're, the, you're probably the organiser and everything else. Everyone, <laughs> no, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good, like, you know, any team that's involved, I mean, you, you can look at, like, um, I think it's easy to look at league tables and, and see, like, the teams I mentioned before, ourselves, Sandys and stuff, you know, getting good results and going far in tournaments. So it's quite easy to, you know, talk about our types of teams, but there's other teams in there, you know, like, I always look at good examples. I always think the uni teams, like, 
I know some people for the outside in will see that as like a privileged team and stuff, you know, like, you know, the, but at the same time, you know, you've got guys that are going there, they're studying, maybe just moved to Edinburgh, you know, you're going to say, Harriet Watt, Edinburgh, you know, and the guys that run their teams are absolutely brilliant, you know, and, and they're, they're up against it because ultimately, you know, you've got people there that are, and let's be honest, their priorities are here to study for whatever degree that they're, they're looking to achieve. And the way they run those amateur teams is absolutely brilliant. Um, and I suppose that you have to give a credit to like BJ that runs Harry Watt, you know, first team, and Dorian at the, the Lowland League side, because obviously they've got the right people in to look after these teams and you see the way they're running. And, and then even if you look at some of the teams, that the results maybe haven't been so good um, and they're still running it well, you know, they get the nice strips, of, you know, their Twitter activity is brilliant, they're always trying to recruit players and it's it's great. Like, I mean, fair, fair, like, I'm, I'm a massive like fan of football anyway. So I'm always looking about and, and seeing what people are up there. And, and you know what? We all want to use each other's ideas. If you see a cool thing on Twitter, you think, right, we'll get some of that. <laughs> we'll try and use it on ours as well, you know? Absolutely, mate. And, and uh, have you seen a, a, a rise in the quality of the amateur games? Uh, because I've seen a few, obviously, guys that played in the Lowland League, for example, in the past few seasons. Uh, there's a few guys playing for, like, the Sandys that were in the Lowland League previously. Has oh. there been a rise in quality? Oh, 100%. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real weird one because I think, you know, the, the way that, don't get me wrong, I think if, you, if you're being brutally honest, if you, if you want to be a successful team at Lowland League, it is a different level to amateur, you know, and, yep. and it can be multiple. You know, you've got the, maybe training twice a week, um, the lifestyle out with the football. But I mean, as you said, you know, you look at Sandys, for example, uh, Andrew Kidd, probably one of their, their best players. Um, and I think he, he's won everything that he can win at Lowland League. Um, top player. And he's obviously given a positive influence on on the Sandy side. You, you know, Wayne McIntosh, was a, you know, he's been the top goal scorer at Lowland League. He's a Scotland junior football. Yeah. And he's at Sandys as well. Again, top players from, from our point of view. You know, we brought in like Stuart O'Neill, who was scoring goals at Seville and Vale Leaving and stuff. And, and, and I think like, and then you've also got the other guys who have never played Lowland League or East of Scotland before. And it's strange because, you know, we've got, what, three players at the moment that are in the Scotland squad uh, for amateur. Brilliant. Yeah, and, and we've also there are three that are in the squad that haven't, put, like, you know, that haven't been picked for the last two games but have been in it previously. So it's it's a weird one. You know, we've got players that, that I know that would, would get a game for good sides at Owen. Like, and, and it's not about, they've maybe just not been picked up or I think sometimes as well it's, I think there's a pressure on Lowland sides as well. Like, I mean, if you look at the top teams, like, I mean, Kelty and Bonnie, like, what they're doing is, is unbelievable. You know, the the way they play. And, I mean, obviously, Kelty's, you know, they've signed players for SPFL, like, massive names in terms yeah. of football. There's guys that could, could easily get a contract to SPFL level again without batting an eyelid. Bonnie, like, the same top, top players. And then, obviously, you filter down slightly. You look at Spartans and stuff. Now, this is the thing. If you look at Spartans, for example, they might say, for example, Doogie's at along watching a Toll Cross game and sees one of our players scoring goals or creating an abundance of chances or a defender defending well. But at the same time, some of the guys might never have played Lowland League football before, so it's a massive, massive risk when I'm sure his objective was, well, like with Spartans is to win the league. Yeah. 100%. It has to be to win the league. So is he going to look at, right, well, you know, Toll Cross have got a few players, Sandys have got a few players that he maybe doesn't know about or he could go to... I don't know, like the next team down in the Oakland League, maybe a place down, and he knows that he could go there 
and take them off them and, and make his team instantly better because if I go in the league experience, you know, so it, it's difficult. Um, but I mean, uh, to flip it back on it, I mean, I know the guys in my team, if they went to the right team at Lowland League, they would be committed enough. And it's just, you know, they, they've got the fitness levels to do it. Yeah, they would have to adapt, but it's, it's quite different. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Lowland League and a lot of my mates still play Lowland League football. It's more it's more technical in terms of like the shaping is quite good. You know, Lowland League, the guys have been working on it a lot better at training. They'll not break their shape. They'll, they'll only press in certain areas, etc. Whereas amateur, it's, very, very busy. You know, like you're not getting time on the ball. Yeah. It's it's not like the old days amateur where it was probably really quite physical. It's just more busy. You know, people are so determined to win the ball back and high presses without even meaning it. It's, 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 <laughs> you'd be very surprised. I mean, and that's what you're saying about coming to catch a game. I mean, any of the games in the Premier League, you know, you, you would be you'd be impressed. Out, you know, there's a lot of good teams and good guys, you know, scattered across the leagues as well. Brown, mate, and I'm a massive, I've said it numerous times, but I'm a massive fan of high press football. Um, I think it's, you know, brilliant. Obviously, if mistakes are made, it can cost you, say, but um, high line, you know, high press, I, I really enjoy that sort of style of football. Got to be willing to make mistakes to win it. Yeah, exactly. And and just in terms, of, I know you sort of mentioned Spartans there, but um, do you have a lot of connections in terms of, is there a lot of interaction between the amateur teams and, and some of the Lowland League teams? Aye, well, we, we seem to do not too bad in Lowland League, East of Scotland and stuff, because we try and, I think we're quite a fortunate position, mate, that we've got a decent reputation in terms of, as a side, um, but also I think the, the Lowland teams and East of Scotland teams and stuff, they see us as a team that they could play in friendlies and bounce games where they could maybe, that they can play us and it's, you know, I think again, the old amateur title was just maybe a bit more aggressive and hard tackles, hard and fair challenges all over the park. It's not really like that now, you know, like, and, and it's more about the technical side. So, you know, we've got quite a good relationship with lots of sides. And I'm always quite contact. I use Spartans as an example because me and Doogie are pretty close and, and his brother Craig as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we always sort of chat in football and we, we try and get down to, to play them. Um, it's been a bit more difficult this season because of the, you know, where, where our, our situation, we've went further in cups and we've had a few injuries and stuff. So we've not really been able to take on friendlies. And I think the flip for them is Edinburgh City ground sharing with them as well. Yeah, um, it's it's making you know try to get a bounce game a wee bit harder. No, brilliant, mate. I've uh, really enjoyed it. A, a great to get a different perspective and obviously learn a wee bit more about the, the amateur game and and uh, toll cross. Uh, I think you do. A, as I said, mate, I'm not just saying. It, I think these guys do a fantastic job. Um, the commitment that you've put in, including the players and that as well, and that uh, fantastic, really. Appreciate it, mate. And uh, well, when we get back playing, we'll get you along to a game. Brilliant, mate. You, you just need to go to the vending machine at Sockton. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it, Alan. Uh, yes, keep, keep safe, mate, and uh, all the best. Uh, and hopefully football will be back soon, mate. Perfect. You too, mate. See you soon. 